How's it going, everybody? Thanks for joining us here on Emerald City Hockey's Post Game Live, presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. Got to imagine a lot of people going uh, from CPA over to Queen Anne Beer Hall to celebrate after this one, because Crack and pick up a wonderful 5-2 win over the Anaheim Ducks, taking care of business. You know, look, this is a team on paper. We, you know, this is what the Kraken should do in a game like this. Just that there, and um, and they got it done, and and. The this time of year, uh, given especially coming off the back end of February that we were coming off of, this is what we wanted to see from them. And it was another really strong win, uh, kind of on like a, a pseudo, you know, national broadcast too. So we get to get to get that uh, win, and Maddie able to pick up a couple apples in this one uh, uh, for in front of everybody. Like all that stuff is is super solid. But yeah, I just really really loving this. As um, as my mom said, ducks fly together all the way home and I, I think that was a good good one uh to to kick this one off with but uh yeah i'm 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 just ready to kind of dive into comments and hear what everybody's got to say there's there's some stuff we'll definitely talk about obviously rj will join us in a little bit from climate pledge arena after uh, going through the media scrum i got to think everybody will be pretty happy in the locker room after this one uh michael kicking us off with pluck the ducks i love it michael that's a good one for sure Hunter, justice for done. So, all right, we made it uh, not even two minutes in before we're talking about that. I think I'll 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 go with that in a in just a little bit. We'll let some more people come in because I know that's going to be a big topic of conversation in this one, and then we'll probably get RJ's take and and the team's take. Uh, I would assume after this one as well. Uh, who owns the neutral zone from Tammy? There, I know. This was a, a really nice, complete game from the Kraken. Like, just all three zone dominant. Everything was fantastic. I mean, there was a couple times where the Ducks might have actually been out playing the Kraken, like, technically, if, we, if we're being honest with ourselves. But then Philip Grubauer was always right there for this team. Like, Philip Grubauer quietly uh, had a really, really solid night. I know that sec that last goal kind of hurts a little bit. Dropped that save percentage down a lot, unfortunately. But... Uh, Philip Grubauer, big, big in net one more time for the Seattle crack. I absolutely love it. A couple super chats here. Got to get to, of course, Gregory, my boy in here. Lemon Lime Gatorade time. I got it right here for you, man. Uh, drive for five is complete. Pastor Canner with 50 points. I mean, hashtag duck hunt. I like that. That's a good one right there. Um, that's, uh, that is, that's all true. McCann insane hot streak obviously picking up another goal in this one but like that line is playing incredible and mccann is just firing on all cylinders it reminds me of the beginning of the the calendar year back in january i mean he was on such a hot streak through that road trip where the kraken were just dominating everybody they're going into boston toronto everywhere along that road trip and mccann was just on fire it's fantastic when he is when he is playing like that it's it is he's like a guaranteed goal a game and i know this was his fifth goal in his last five games but like when you can reliably, you know, count on somebody to do that for you night in, night out, it's remarkable. It is so much fun. And and yeah, I mean, he's he's coming for 40. I we gotta we gotta admit it. We'll see if we can get RJ to admit to that later tonight. Uh, but he's he's very clearly making that push for it. So thank you very much for the super chat there, Gregory. Uh from Schultz. If Dud misses any games, Flurry or Megna. Uh, that's a, that's a good question. It seems like the team has been going with Jacob Magna more and more here in the last little bit. Um, so I would, I would probably assume it would be, uh, Magna. However, if I'm thinking about it, is, is Magna on the right side? Magna might be on the left side, which case it would be 
Uh, no, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, it would be Magna, uh, I would I would think. And thank you for the super chat as well. Braun with the super chat as well here. Uh, am I off or does Maddie have a bit of a finishing problem? Also, what was with Donato Scratch? He's felt a bit cold to me lately. I was a little confused about the Donato Scratch, if we're being honest. I know Sprong was able to come into the lineup and he picked up a goal tonight on a shot that Bottom line, Gibson just couldn't handle it. That's pretty all-world goaltender, just not able to take care of it. That's one of the one of the things Sprong can add to the lineup. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I, I don't know about the Donato scratch. I'm a little surprised by that one. We can ask RJ about that later if Hack said anything at, at morning skate or something like that. As for Maddie having a finishing problem, he's certainly been pretty snake bitten. Uh, these last this last month and a half or so it's definitely been a problem for him he's getting shots he's getting good looks he's still collecting the, the assists but the the goals have been few and far between for him I think that it's just it's just happenstance like it's just the way it goes a lot of NHL players go through that it's just they they're up and down and and they they come they, they they're streaky and all that kind of stuff so I think that's all it is I'm not too worried because Maddie's still playing a phenomenal game he's still playing the two-way game making some other you know great defensive plays tonight he's super solid on the forecheck he's leading that line that right now is just the Kraken's best line no doubt about it uh you're able to see what they're able to do at the beginning of this one so um I just think he's he's been a little on lucky with things braun i think that's really what it is uh it's just it's just that more than anything but uh appreciate the super chat appreciate the love um <laughs> what a dirty elbow from don refs were garbage all night long all right so uh and, and also from michael here 15 uh 15 five plus goal games for the kraken this year 15 five plus goal games we have like three last year <laughs> If if that seemed like, uh, yeah, this the, the depth of scoring on this team is is really solid, and I'm just happy that during this last little streak here that for them, it's they've been able to rely on their top six. They've been able to rely on the guys who should be getting them goals. They are getting them goals, and Jamie Alexiak, he's the other guy that apparently we can rely on for goals night in night out. Who would have known it? The six seven defenseman, uh. Tammy saying he needs one more this year. I, I'm all for it. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Dunn situation. Takes the hit up high from Max Comtois. Head snaps back pretty violently. It looked like his stick comes up and hits his face. It also looks like the visor makes contact with his nose. When he when he, he goes to the bench, he gets a it gets a penalty for basically screaming at the ref and screaming at Comtois and bashing his stick on the side of the on the dasher boards there, all that good stuff. Um he was visibly bleeding from his nose. This, like it's, it was pretty obvious. Um, I I don't know that the blood came like I, the the blood came from either the contact with a stick or the visor. I don't see how Comtois kind of shoulder, or upper arm, or even elbow. I don't think it was elbow. Um, would have done that. Taking things in order, the starting with the hit from Comtois. Was it dirty? Kind of like like it had the elements of a dirty hit. Now I will give Comtois, I guess, credit in the sense that he didn't leave his feet, he didn't extend an elbow to target specifically, let's say Dunn's lower jaw. Right, these are some of the hallmarks from what we have from like the like clear dirty hits. He didn't slew foot him, right? He didn't pull a Brad Marchand and, and try to do something like that. So that's what's making me a little more hesitant to just flat out say like a hundred percent yes, that was a dirty hit. Does he 
obviously stand up in order to make more contact with Dunn's upper body and or head. Yeah, he does. I, I think that that's safe to say. Does he make sure that he is going to skate by Dunn in a way that he's going to be able to initiate contact at all? Because the bottom line is he could have just kind of skated right around him. He didn't need to take the path totally that he took. So for those reasons, I, I would lean towards, yeah, I think I, I think it was a little bit of a dirty hit. I think he gave it a little extra something that was what resulted in Dunn suffering the the what he suffered from, which was obviously the cut on the nose, but more importantly, the head snapping back uh, and the worrisome, you know, stuff for the, for the spotters, which this is the first time I've seen that all year from the NHL that the uh, spotter in arena has actually pulled a player. And we saw Dunn pulled out of the penalty box during a stoppage uh, to go back to the locker room to get checked out. That is so rare because we've seen, we saw the Maddie situation, obviously, but we've seen Pajot, we've seen Kale McCarr, much more significant, obvious head injuries. This player is slow to get up. They're needing to be helped off the ice and nobody is pulling them. So on that hand, I want to give a lot of credit to whoever the arena spotter was tonight at CPA for taking their job seriously because it is a serious job. And I really appreciate them doing that. Uh, even though it, you know, it, it didn't look the best for the Kraken in that situation and certainly done. But I, I do think that this was, it was, it was more dirty than clean. I think Comtois, elevates himself in a way he doesn't need to and the only you know the only reason to do that is to kind of make contact with dunn's head uh and so i i'm i'm leaning towards dirty on this one but like i said it's not like the blatant obvious just like ridiculous intent to injure uh headshots that we've seen in the past in the nhl and so that's why i'm just i'm not as like total like got my pitchfork out about it um as for the rest of how it all went down did Dunn really need to get a penalty for that? I don't know. I feel like we've seen guys just do that in the NHL and it's not, it's not a penalty. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not happy with the penalty entirely. I think that was just the refs trying to control the game at that point. They knew that this was kind of a blowout. They knew that, you know, things could get ugly. If you don't put Dunn away, he's going to go and try to fight uh, Comtois or someone else is going to go try to fight Comtois by giving Dunn that penalty. And then I certainly think him getting pulled uh, by the concussion spotter. I think that's why we didn't see the Kraken react maybe a little bit more than they otherwise would have wanted to. Um, but uh, yeah, those, those are kind of all my thoughts on it. I'm sure we'll rehash this when RJ gets back. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you know, I, I didn't say anything too, too, uh, too against what everybody else is thinking here. Um, and then Michael also with hope done is okay. Not concussed. Interesting to see what hacks comments on that hit and potential injury are. I agree. I'm really, really interested in that one. Uh, good morning, Barbara. I uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Um, that one timer from Tolby is a thing of beauty from, from uh, Al there. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, we've seen it really since he's been with the Kraken here, but it is so solid. Uh, really happy to see him get another goal because you know, it felt like it's been a little while from him, right? And then how about everybody? How about empty net goal time really should be Turbo's time? And Jane Schwartz goes out there, subverts all expectation, gives us a little twist on the empty net end of game scenario for the Kraken. It wasn't Tanif this time. Jaden Schwartz comes in. How about that, everybody? He broke the streak for the Kraken of games either ending on a Kraken overtime winning goal or a tan of empty net goal. Jaden Schwartz just broke that streak. How's everybody feeling about that? I mean, good is what I would assume. That's how I feel about it. I'm, I'm happy for Schwartzy to get it on the board. Uh, uh, Ty, wait, they wave flags after a win? I've never seen that before. 
Were you there tonight, Ty? Did you get a win? You got to see a win? You got to see a win and a sick Zegris goal? Is that what you're telling me right now, Ty? I know Lindsay was in the building, and we'll get down to that comment a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, if, if you were in the building tonight, you got to see a win, and I know it was a goal for the opposing team, but that Zegris play was unbelievable. How that guy is able to pull off stuff like that on the fly at full speed. Because we've se I've seen the between-the-legs goals before. And almost every single time it's they're going cross crease, pulling the goalie with them. And then they do it to tuck it back door behind the goalie after the goalie's already pushed off and they've left that side of the net. I, I can't remember the time at the, the last time at the NHL level, I've seen somebody at full speed come through split defenders do that and go like oppo corner top shelf. Like what? What? How does he like, I just don't even, I don't even know how, in his brain, he can even think like the idea of like, I'm going to try this and not even like, I'm going to try this. Like, I'm just going to do this. This is my, my best percentage play to score a goal. Like, I can't even like what it must be like to be in a mind like that, to, to know that you've got the skill to back that up too, that that's an option you have on the table. It's wild to me. Um, Let's see. Sprong looked pretty decent tonight. Why is it we tr uh, trash on someone and they come out slinging? Isn't that the entire point, Ty, of benching somebody? A lot of times it's to motivate them, light that fire, get them to come out with that extra little bit of something, something. That's just Hacksaw playing the game, man. That's what it's all about if you're a coach. You got you to gotta get that stuff going. Um, let's see. Uh... <laughs> Daniel loves seeing Vince Dunn throw the helmet and slam his stick against the glass. I'm all for emotion in all of its forms in sports and especially in hockey. That is something that gets people fired up. CPA was really fired up seeing him be fired up. I think that that's a good thing uh, in sports. Uh, I will I will always defend that. Uh, Habak agreeing with me. Another beautiful game for, by, by Gru for sure. Cameron, I didn't think uh, we've seen a Kraken player that heated before, but rightfully so. Hope he's okay. I, that's that's probably true. We've seen like the team all get heated together, but uh, I, I don't know that I'm I'm with you. I don't know that we've seen one specific person uh, do that. There's Lindsay. Hello from CPA. Another win with Lindsay in the building. Ah, Lindsay went to the same school of modesty that I went to. I see, uh, <laughs> and and we both skipped class every single day. Um, and Joey pointing out plus Vegas lost tonight for sure, for sure. Uh, Kraken Hawk, another heated game against the Ducks. I love the refs. You suck chant by the crowd. It's so fun watching Seattle partake in hockey fan lore for the first time. I, okay, so I was going to say, was that the first time at CPA that we've heard that chant? And two, that's the loudest I've ever heard it come through on a broadcast before. So like, like Lindsay or anybody who was there at this game, was it really as loud as it seemed? I'm going to ask RJ later, but that was a really loud refs. You suck chant. I've heard a lot of them. That was really, really loud coming through on the broadcast. Uh, let's see, Ben Dunn took an absolute beating that game. I think his reaction was appropriate. Also, nothing makes me miss the root sports crew more than the ESPN plus commentators. I agree with you. I thought this was actually, this might be the best Seattle Kraken game, uh, done by the ESPN crew. Uh, I thought Buchagross was actually pretty solid tonight because he stayed away from talking about chicken parm for way too long, way, way, way too long. Uh, I thought AJ was fantastic. I thought everything was fantastic. Um, Linda Cohen being down there interviewing the coaches, the Dallas Eakins interview didn't go really well, uh, but I thought everybody else was fantastic. And I thought, um, uh, I like that they have access to the additional cameras. 
like that's nice i wish root could do the behind the goalie view or they used it more like i like if they do have access to it and and a root producer is listening use it more it's really cool uh especially when you see the goalies make the big saves especially like a big glove save like there was one where gibson just you know i forget who it was on the crack and that walked in on gibson but gibson made the, you know just flash the leather and it looks so cool from being behind there um so i agree i always miss the root sports crew absolutely i really really do i miss i miss all of it i, I miss the the piper interviews uh during the intermissions because I think the players are more comfortable with her because they see her every day. They give her a little bit better answers. Um, I know, and I miss obviously Forslund, Edzo, JT, all of them and their banter and all the, all the stuff. I, I miss the throwaways to the uh, Jack of the Bach ad, ads that don't then play for all of us <laughs> on the broadcast. I miss all that good stuff, but I will give credit where credit is due. And I thought this was the best ESPN um, game that, that we've seen as uh, Seattle Kraken fans. Uh, let's see, uh, CR bud. I think those quacks done kicked over a hornet's nest cracking. Going to make their lives difficult. Let's go for it. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Uh, uh, let's see. Concussion spotters remembering they have a job tonight, right? It's not just me, right? Like, come on, like, come on. Uh, where have they been literally all season long? Edward break out the NES zapper guns, crack and play and duck hunt tonight and bag a W. I'm loving all this duck hunt stuff. I love it. Oh man, I remember I remember doing those. I had some cousins that had those. That was so much fun. Uh Lindsay Hayo, what do you know? The Kraken have won five in a row. That's right. Uh starting off March the right way with a nice long win streak. It's it is the every other month thing. It is crazy just how on a dime the calendar changes and the Kraken change. It's really wild. Um, let's see. Uh, Nathan, I really I really want to hear Edzo's thoughts on that Dunn situation. ESPN was so bad. Either way, felt like an iconic moment in our young franchise history. I agree with you. It is one. Like the, that kind of first like major player blow up, right? Uh, if we, We've talked about that already on this one. But yeah, I thought that, that I, I agree with you. Edzo will definitely talk about it and we will hear it on Thursday. We'll hear from Edzo and his take on that situation because you know he's like dying right now, not being on air to cover that. You just know it. Uh, Kraken Hawk, fun fact Como News reported that the Kraken make the playoffs. They will be the fastest to make a playoff appearance after the expansion season of the four major sports teams we have in Seattle. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to be the fastest amongst the NHL teams not named Vegas or not in Vegas, I should say. They're not named Vegas, the Vegas Vegases. Um, so I, I could I definitely believe that. I mean, it's it is rare for expansion teams in season two to to put together a performance the way the Kraken are putting together this year. It just shows again how special this whole thing has been. Talking about special, I mean, we're up to one thirty three in here. It's just it just keeps climbing every time I, I peek peek over at the number. Uh, thank you everybody for for being here and supporting us. Absolutely love it. Ty, one of my buddies commented on done. It set me off and I let him have it on protecting these dudes brains. Stuff is unacceptable. It needs to get better. Good on you, Ty. Really, really happy to hear that. Uh, Cause it's, it's a thousand percent true. Like I said, I'm so happy tonight to see that a concussion spotter like did their job and actually like went out there and, and, and they, the process worked and that we saw that the process still exists because like I, like I already threw out some names. There's been way too many examples this season where that has not happened in situations where you can just tell that that player is concussed far more so than with done tonight. And I would rather them lean on the side of caution and, and pull players in done situation tonight 
as, as well as all the other ones rather than them wait for you know basically somebody to be knocked unconscious the way it felt like before this you know what i mean um alex the concussion spotters basically gave done a misconduct that i thought the refs were going to give um yeah i was worried that the refs were going to give him misconduct for kind of blowing up at them uh too i'm happy that they didn't and i get it that's the trade-off right we want we want the concussion spotters to do this. We want the, the league to take this seriously and the teams to take this seriously because we know a lot of this is also on the teams as well. It's not really like, oh, it's the league and their concussion spotters. The teams are kind of responsible for these concussion spotters being there and and, and having the ability to do all this. Um, and so, and I do wonder if if after the Maddie situation earlier this season, if the if the Seattle Kraken had taken that a little bit more seriously. But that is the flip side, especially if if like I just said, I want them to be more cautious about it. The problem is you're pulling a player out of the game, and you're pulling a player out of a game for a while. Like they could be gone for a good five minutes off the game clock, if not more. And especially then if they're going to be determined to have a concussion, they're just gone entirely. And that is the trade-off. And it can, you know, it's it's what makes this such a sticky situation and so hard because you're losing you could lose your best player uh over something like that. But you know, again, what's more important? One one out of 82 in this one regular season or that player's brain health. You know what I mean? And and I will choose the side of brain health every time. DJ Singleton, has any of the dirty hits against the Kraken been suspended? I feel like last year we had somebody get suspended for doing something. I know obviously Marshan for the slew foot on uh, Bjorkstrand was just fined. Again, the maximum amount of $5,000. Um, that's a whole separate rant for a different day. Uh, I But I can't name one off the top of my head, DJ Singleton. I appreciate the super chat um it, it feels like there was one last year anybody else anybody remember one uh because we can ask rj as well when he when he hops on but i can't i can't remember one directly i just have this feeling that it's happened so that's that's where i'm at sorry dj singleton we will get you a better answer in just a little bit uh here uh let's see um alex seattle improves to 10 and 0 Excuse me. When uh, Tolvin in scores and I respond with blank team is finished by my account. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sprague and Tolvin goal night equal the laser show from Striatic. That's right. I mean, we got the depth guys showing up as well as that top line. Uh, and when the Kraken are doing that, they put five on the board and you just got to think, you know, Grubauer plays well. This team, how are they supposed to ever lose? Right? Like how are they supposed to ever lose? When, when all that stuff's going on, you know what I mean? Uh, Declan Saint, I told my friend to get McCann for his fantasy team and he didn't listen to me. Uh, so I make sure he regrets it the rest of the season. Yeah, you and McCann both are definitely going to make them regret not picking them off on this one. That is that is pretty good right there. I love hearing stuff like that. Cameron, this has been the most streaky team in the league though, for sure. They have definitely been streaky. James, never seen a guy so mad. My God, I think I'm glad he ended up having to go into the tunnel for the rest of the game or else he might have tried to fight every ref on the ice. I've seen I've seen a couple times hockey players get a little bit more mad. I'm trying to think of a good NHL example. The most infamous example I could think of, and it was maybe justified, was in the 72 Summit Series, which I should probably do a video on for the channel because I love this series. It's back at the height of like the Soviets coming in. And this was like the series that kind of like the Soviets proved like, hey, we're for real. And and it was against Canada. And they did this big like eight game series in Canada and then in Soviet in the Soviet Union between Canada and the Soviet Union to determine which country was better at hockey. And it was a huge deal in Canada. And during one of those games, I 
oh, I had the name and I've just forgot it. One of the Canadian players goes over and completely threatens to whack the ref with a stick, just baseball bat style. It's that's that. I, I still think that ultimately will always take the cake in my mind. You could look it up if you put in if you put in for it on YouTube. You should find it. Oh man, I'm definitely off season. I'm gonna have to make a video about the Summit Series because there's so much great stuff. Everything from uh, uh, spy equipment in the in the players' hotel rooms to a reporter literally having to eat a hat dipped in borscht. It's it's the best. It's the best. Uh, <laughs> Okay, sorry for my thank you everybody for supporting my tangent there. Lindsay wore my McCann jersey to the game tonight because I knew he was gonna score a goal tonight. Very good, very nice. Happy for you, Lindsay. Uh, good call on that one for sure. Cody studs, crack and stick work, beating the bottom feeders, and Trevor Zegris magic duds, listless passing, and Will Bargan goofs. Bargan went down a little bit early on that one. Uh, it was a little bit more of just a passing obstacle than, let's say, a defender. Uh, but uh, he was he was all right through most of the night. And then, yes, the listless passing, I'm with you on that one. And that's something the Kraken, I thought, struggled with the last game as well. And I thought they were able to overcome it. And again, you're able to overcome it tonight in a game in which you had a, you know, there's a pretty large skill gap between the Kraken and the Ducks. And so you were able to get away with it. But I don't know that you want to be playing that way come playoff time where you're just consistently passing it into the skates or you're just kind of blindly throwing it cross cross zone in your defensive zone, just daring the other team to pick it off and get a great A chance against you. This is probably not going to work for you. Uh, Sarah, first refs you suck or you suck refs chant at CPA. I think the refs were uh, mostly totally out of line. What do you all think? Um, I thought the, through the rest of it, and, and RJ's just just hopping in here so we can get his opinion. I, outside of that one situation there towards the end, I thought the refs were actually kind of okay. I, I didn't see any any big major uh, things that really got to me. Um, looks like RJ's ready-ish. <laughs> there we go. Bring, bring him in. Uh, what, did you, what did you think, RJ? Because we've had several kind of comments about the refs, and then obviously we got that epic refs use that chant going on at CPA tonight. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could hear that one loud and clear. I will say I think those were the loudest boos that I have ever heard here uh, for any of the Kraken games. I've been to just about all the home games. Uh, I don't think the Kraken crowd has, has booed louder for anything than that. Um, so – yeah, of course, a lot of discussion, you know, about the, the Vince Dunn thing, the, the Comtois, you know, high hit on Vince Dunn uh, and the refs. I did catch the end of your point there. I thought aside from that whole situation, I thought they were generally OK in the game. They missed the high stick uh, on, the, you know, where Larson got high sticked earlier. But again, that happens. We saw it happen last game. You know, it, it is it's just something that happens. <clears throat> Excuse me. As far as the Vince Dunn situation, mm -hmm. I mean, the hit definitely was a bit high. You know, he does take an elbow right to the face. You know, he got bloodied. I wasn't sure if that was from his own stick or the elbow, but he did stay down on the corner for a while. And then, you know, obviously when you react the way that Dunn did, like you kind of have to give him an unsportsmanlike penalty. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't blame them for you. You kind of have to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, I mean, definitely a missed call there. I think it should have been a penalty for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my take on it. I mean, Brandon Tanev, we, you know, he was asked about it. He said, that's not, not my position to say. I can't comment. Um, and then Dave Haxtell said, he, on Dunn's reaction, really, is that's what he was asked about, was you know he was pissed off. And I get why. It was a little high. I think that was how he described it, a little high. Uh, and he praised Dunn for you know having the wherewithal to wait till he got to the bench. You know, he said he kept his cool on his way off the ice. But when he hit the bench, he snapped. 
And, uh, you know, Haxall didn't want to say a whole lot more about it. Uh, I will say he said uh, that the call was from up top, by the way, because if you'll yeah. notice, if you look at the penalty sheet, uh, Dunn was not kicked out of the game. It was right. just uh, a spotter or someone. So Haxtell said, confirmed that the call was from up top uh, to have Vince Dunn go down the tunnel and get looked at, which, good, that's what should happen. Mm -hmm. You take a hit to the head like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I have on the, on the Dunn hit right now. Yeah. Yeah. We were all uh, waiting to hear kind of what the, what the team's reaction was to, to that situation. What, uh, what your opinion was on it. I said, I I'm leaning that it's, it, you know, leaning to the dirtier side of it. It wasn't like this obvious intention to injure intent to injure the way right. we've seen in the past, but it wasn't, you know, he's obviously choosing to go up high in a situation where he doesn't. Right. Have to. I've yeah. seen, I have seen worse. And also with, with the Comtois thing, because again, when something like that happens, you're looking for a response from the crack to maybe go after and make him answer the bell. And Carson Susie did do that. Susie, the next kind of on a stoppage, I don't know if the broadcast caught it, um, but it was kind of after the next shift where Comtois was out there. Susie approached him and gave him a little shove behind the play and was like, let's go. And then Comtois skated away. He didn't want any of it. So, you know, one opportunity to answer the bell. He didn't take it. Uh, and, and if you'll notice from the broadcast, you know, and you could actually hear it up in the press bridge. Uh, Dunn did call him a coward. Uh, you could hear that one loud and clear from up there. So yeah. uh, just something worth mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. And there might've been a choice word in front of that too. But yeah. I, <laughs> I chose to coward. omit that yeah. as we're broadcasting on YouTube here. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but yeah, you could you could definitely see it on the broadcast uh, as well. Re you could read his lips pretty easily on that one. Uh, Daniel have to go only 10 and eight over the last 18 for a hundred points to get more and more real. I just, oh, I love reading that every single time after one of these games, RJ. It's getting better and better. Striatic, lots of talk about the about the Espen stream tonight, uh, as as Striatic put in here. Uh, we've been talking about that, RJ. Um, lots of good stuff. Hey, what was it like to see Zegris do a Zegris in person? That's, it was really cool. I'm sorry, I have to admit, it was really cool. Um, I, I was, I almost stood up out of my seat. It was that cool. I was just like, wait, did, did he do that? Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. I, I saw some responses on the tweet, like, I can't even be mad. Hey, that's kind of how I felt about it. So yeah, it was pretty cool to see in person. Yeah, it's it's complete. It's so cool. Um, there's just no way around. It is the bottom line. Uh, let's see. Austin I have to be up in five hours. I'll watch this back tomorrow. But great game by the boys. Let's keep it going. Uh, sounds good, Austin. Hope you hope you sleep well. Cameron. Also, after the Sens game on Thursday, we will be the first team in the hunt officially done playing the Eastern Conference. Thank you, schedule makers. Interesting. That's cool. I mean, that's good for travel purposes. Got a Absolutely. lot of travel out to the desert, which is not that far away, uh, but they'll be done with the East. That's really good. Yeah. So we've had like a million people in chat here tonight, RJ. Like we're at 143 right now. Oh, sweet. So many... Love to see that. Chat is just miles and miles long. So again, apologies, everybody, if I don't get back to, to, to all of your comments here. Uh, so Braun had asked earlier about why Donato was, was scratched in, uh, in a super chat and Cameron now with another super chat here, RJ, any word on why Donato was scratched? Uh, no word directly on why Donato was scratched. I, I know Hackstall has been a fan of Jesper Froden's game uh, as far as keeping him in the lineup. I think you probably want to give Sprong another shot, you know, to, to prove himself and yeah, Donato being the odd man out. It's, it's tough. Like, it's just the reality of the situation, again, where given the forward depth, there somebody good is going to have to be scratched on any given night. 
And I know the coaching staff's impressed with Froden. Haxtell, you know, sung his praises this morning and, and has been since he came up here. So that's just another player that they're going to have to deal with. And unfortunately, he meant Donato out of the lineup tonight. Yeah, so that's that's the word on that one. Duthin with a super chat here. Refs, you duck. Refs, you duck. And then in another one saying YouTube is being a bit sensory. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, Duthin, there. And then uh, one of the uh, super chats we had a little while ago from DJ Singletone was wondering if any of the dirty hits against the Kraken have ever been suspended before. I have a feeling that we had one last year, but I can't actually think of any specifics. Because, like, we've had... I Lots of finable offenses, and, and the people have been fine, like Marshawn most recently. Right. I, can't think of I don't think that there have been any suspensions. I, I don't remember any offhand. There may have been one, but I, I don't remember it. None this season. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm just choosing a spot in chat here, everybody, because it's just so, so long. So, again, apologies if I, if I don't get to your comment or anything in here. Um, Let's see. Uh, lots of lots of talk about the ESPN broadcast here. Uh, Sarah asking if the broadcast picked up the rest you suck chant. Uh, yes, it absolutely did. It was the loudest I've ever heard it through a broadcast. Like absolutely clear as day, completely. You heard it. Yeah, well, you, you picked it up how it sounded here then, because it was it was quite loud. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Tyler, good win. However, I'm a little disappointed in the team for not sticking up for Dunn after that hit, especially after it looked like he left for a concussion. Not a player we can afford to lose. Uh, yeah. So, as RJ just had talked about, Susie, Susie went to him to try to get it, try to get it something, but uh, Comtal wasn't going to play ball. Yeah, Susie so. tried. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I can't see that far. Uh, this is the this is the worst time of year for a Vince Dunn concussion. Not that there's any good time for a Vince Dunn concussion from beep boop. Yeah, I mean, agreed. This he would be a tough player to lose here down the stretch. Yeah, although bringing in Megna again, this is the kind of unfortunate situation that that was designed to help out for. Yeah, uh, Jeremiah here with the with the big super chat. Always always thankful for for you, Jeremiah. Uh, it was so nice to watch the game on the big screen, and we weren't regionally blacked out for Alaska because it was a national game. I definitely think Comtois should be fine for that hit. It was low key dirty. Take care, take care to you as well. And yeah, I mean, everybody gets to watch it on ESPN Plus. So these these national games, it's nice. It's really nice. Uh, and I forget, I forget, Jeremiah, you you up there in uh, Alaska, you and everybody else, yeah. Get uh, you can be that far away and still have to deal with the blackout issue. It's, it stinks. <laughs> I know the downside of it technically being cracking territory still. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is. It is rough for sure. Um, yeah, Lindsay saying the refs uh, you suck chant was incredibly loud and clear in person. Everybody saying it was super loud. Oh man, that's that's good. Um, Cameron pointing out as well. I love it. All this stuff about the schedule from you, Cameron tonight, uh, 13 of uh, Vegas's 13 of Vegas's remaining 19 games remaining are on the road. So Vegas really going to have to go and try to be war road warriors down this stretch here. I didn't realize until they were showing it during one of the intermissions today. I mean, LA's right on their heels. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're, I believe they're tied in points with the, the Golden Knights having yeah. a game in hand, but it's, it's a really close race all the way through and the Kraken are only two points back. It's going to be such an exciting finish to the Pacific Division, and I mean, you could be talking about too if you win the division, winning the conference too. It's it's all yeah. really close in the West. Yeah, uh, Daniel saying Zegers was riding a stick horse as a tribute to the horses on Grooby's new mask. How is Grooby's new mask in person? It looks really cool. 
it is really cool in person. And um, I got a good close look at it this morning. Uh, noticed it in morning skate. I'm like, that looks a little different than his normal mask. Uh, you know, used my, my camera zoom to get some good pictures yeah. of it. Um, the details on it are amazing because I did get to see it up close in the locker room afterwards. Like the, the little sketch type design on the sides with the S, the horse, mm -hmm. of course. Grubauer, he does love horses. Like he, he loves to go ride horses. So that's pretty cool that he threw that on there. Uh, just lots of little details on it. I like the space needle kind of going up the middle of the, uh, of the yeah. mask, kind of dividing each side. Really nice. Is and it, it looked really good with those white warm up jerseys yes. too. Yes. Oh, which looked amazing. Like those yeah, things are absolutely did. incredible. I, I totally love those. Um, I was just going to say, is it unusual for a goalie to add in a new mask mid season? Like I believe this is his third this season, which is more than I, I think most goalies yeah. go with. So I usually third if you don't count the, the hockey fights cancer mask, because he actually did wear that in a game. Right. So that would be his fourth. Um, yeah. So that, I think that is a lot. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot because you think, you know, the hockey players in general, especially goalies can be pretty superstitious making a big time equipment change like that. You know, not to get out of a slump. It seems like a little odd, but he was fantastic tonight. Really helped keep the Kraken in this one for the few times where especially they especially early get, on too, those yeah. early saves because the Kraken were a little slow out the gate. Uh, he needed to make some big saves to keep him in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Cameron also saying uh, Ellie's got 17 games left. Ten of them are at home. Uh I wonder how LA is at home because every time I've been there, the Kraken have been there and the Kraken have won. So I don't know. Doesn't There's a like guy on Twitter who makes these really good graphics. I, I don't remember Damien, I think Echeverretta or something like that. Um, but anyway, everyone go look him up. I don't know if he started them for this year, but they document the whole standings and playoff picture. They've got games remaining home and road. They've got magic number. They've got points. They have the entire schedule for every team all in one little like condensed graphic. It's really awesome. Go, I'll retweet them when he starts doing them this year, but like they're really good. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking at it. LA very dominant uh, at home. Vegas pretty good on the road, like almost as good as the Kraken as road team. So kind of interesting there. Uh, everyone's just talking about how like it was hard to hear the broadcast over all, over all the crowd chants and stuff. It was really cool. That must have been awesome at CPA. Was Pressbridge really bouncing? Oh yeah, no, a little bit, a little bit. They tightened it up this season instead of last, but it was it was pretty cool. Also, really cool to have all the root people up in the press bridge too, because um, mm -hmm. they didn't have to work the game tonight, so they got to kind of hang out with us. We don't usually get to see, you know, like Piper and, and you know Nick and all those guys, so it was really cool to see them up there. Yeah, that is fun. Get to watch a game with them. Yeah. Uh, Nick, yeah, the fans were really into it this game tonight, especially the refs you suck chant. It was very loud on TV. I was just going to say, I mean, I think this was, I talked about it earlier, the idea of, okay, this is like, you know, a national game. And like you get Matty Beneers picking up two assists in the first period. Like that's really cool. Uh, obviously the Kraken performed really well. That's, that's all super solid. But I do think that, yeah, you know what? There had to be a lot of people around the league watching and seeing this Seattle fan base show up for this game and be involved in this game, be loud, be engaged, all that good stuff. And I'm sure that took some people by surprise. Yeah, probably. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there, you know, that, that you know, maybe watch more of the national games, don't watch a ton of Kraken games uh, that saw, I mean, in a few ways, just how good the Kraken are, uh, how good the crowd is and really got their introduction to the Kraken through this game. So um, I, I think it was a good way to do that. Yeah, I know. We, we forget sometimes just because we're like all in it and a part of it and always hanging Very out. Very much so, yeah. You all, you know what I mean? But like 
I, I still think there's a lot of people nationally who don't understand how special Seattle is as a sports market and how like into things Seattle sports fans are, regardless of sport, but how how awesomely they've adopted hockey as just, you know, like, the, yeah, I'm just a Kraken fan and I'm going to learn this sport and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be an incredible fan just like I am for all of these other Seattle teams. And so I, I do think that it was cool that the, that uh, CPA got to be shown off in that way. Because normally they're all about like the chicken parm and look how like cool this building looks. And yeah, it's, yeah. Like, you got you go down escalators like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like that's normally how ESPN plays this. Uh, but they didn't really do any of that stuff tonight. And instead, the crowd really kind of showed through. And I, I think that was a really special thing that we can look Glad back on from this one. Yeah. Uh, Alex also saying this is this is special. Never cheered for a team about to make its first playoff run before. That is true. Like I, we've been so like in this RJ, like the day to day of it. But yeah, this is this is like a weird moment in time. Yeah, we're covering an expansion team. That's pretty unique. But also the fact that like this is the first ever time they're in a playoff push. Yeah, I mean it's it's something not a lot of people get to experience. Certainly, if you're ever you know, a fan of an original six team or something that's alive right now, you know, it's just, it's just not something you, you ever had available to you. So I got to enjoy every day of it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for the perspective. That's really nice. I'm, I'm like, I'm really feeling that. I'm definitely vibing with that. <laughs> uh, Linz, uh, well, no, that wasn't what I was going to go with. Uh, Kyle, uh, NHL needs a concussion sub rule and this gets a lot easier. Yeah. So we were talking about it. There's a couple of things I want to ask your opinion on RJ with this. One is, in the post Maddie situation where Maddie was obviously concussed and didn't get pulled. We know from going through that, that the concussion spotters and all of that kind of situation is very much on the team side of things, not the NHL side of things. Do you think that in Seattle, I'll just say there was more of an emphasis of, okay, we're going to treat this more seriously after that Maddie Beneers situation. Well, I think it's certainly possible. I mean, I think it can be a learning experience and should be a learning experience for everyone involved. Um, and, and I would like to think, again, with the mindset in Seattle, I, I, I think this organization would certainly take head injuries very seriously and, and want to do the right thing. Um, you know, just speaking to people who are, I mean, really all throughout the organization, they, they understand the importance of that. So, yeah, I, I, I can't know for sure. You know, they, these things are not talked about, the details. Yeah. Um, of them, and Haxtell certainly isn't going to going to tell us. But I would like to think that the Maddie situation was a bit of a learning experience, and this one was treated better. Dunn was not able to return to play at all. You know, they pulled him from the penalty box and got him out of there. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy about that. And we talked all earlier, going back to the comment about them needing a, a sub rule. You know, I talked earlier about how I want them to be cautious, but yes, the downside of them being cautious is they're pulling one of your best players out of this game. And it's, it's essentially like they've gotten a misconduct when they did nothing wrong, right? And so, yeah. Kyle, you're not the first person I've heard of talk about a sub rule, and I do think that that would be a good kind of thing that to have uh, in the NHL if that's what it's going to take to have them be more cautious and protect the long-term health and safety of these players. I'm all for the NHL adopting a rule like that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's see. Uh, there, was, there was someone earlier, I, I, I forgot who it was, um, but uh, saying, you know, just a reminder that uh, the Leafs protected Kerfoot over over McCann. <laughs> Wild. You know, keep in mind also the Penguins traded McCann to, to Toronto and all of that too. Like Penguins had him. Like it was multiple teams along the way. It was, it was wild. Um, 
Let's see. Kraken now 64, 70, and 12 all time. Only six games under NHL 500 from Joey here, RJ. Just underscoring how solid this year has been because you know they were not close to that at the end of last season. I know. It's <laughs> there's some line that I always joke with you about. Like, you know, they're so they're as good this season as they were bad last season. Uh, you know, it's pretty funny to think about, you know, being on the reverse side of it. I it's not impossible that they could catch up to that by the time the season's over. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, damage case. I'm going to the game on Thursday, getting my away blank stamped with McCann Dietz. Very solid uh, situation you got there going on. Damage case. Very good choice. <laughs> Definitely good, timely choice. That guy's just automatic, RJ, right now. Yeah, he's just feeling it. He can hit those spots in the net uh, where the goalie just has no chance um, and you could tell even this morning when he almost you know hit the press group uh, where his puck went out into the media section he still maintains that wasn't him though even he was asked about it in post game and he said oh you, that was Tolvin and I'm still saying it's Tolvin and so um, he said you'll have to check the tape on that one it's always solid when they're saying I'm still saying it was this other person <laughs> That's how you know it's they mean business, you know. Uh, also, um, oh, where was it? Oh, I just oh, yeah, Daniel crack stack at least one goal from all four lines. We got another crack stack. If Let's that's what go. We decided on the name. I don't know that we decided on what the name was, but thank you for pointing that out, Daniel, because that's it's so cool when the crack can get that uh, able to happen. And then Leanne coming in with the super chat, Jared doing Jared things. He needs an ECH designed shirt, guys. Okay, yeah, we, you're right. We, we've got to make a McCann shirt. We got to take advantage of this momentum here. We absolutely do. Uh, let us know, everybody, if you got um, suggestions. Yeah, if you've got here. ideas, let us know. Yeah, drop them in chat. Drop, uh, you know, send them to us on the Discord. All that good stuff. Uh, DM us on Twitter. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways we can go with something like that <laughs> for <laughs> yes. sure yeah that's that's, that's going to require some good thought uh there uh Noah asked, a lot of things i feel like the community can reliably come up with something better than the two of us can to be honest yeah um so some people pointing out that you know alexiak got suspended for a few games yes i think i think the question was whether or not someone on a different team has gotten suspended for doing something against us that's what yeah that's what i thought yeah. the question was yeah um let's see i don't recognize any names from the uh offense descriptions in last year's suspension tracker so i guess it, it might not have happened um noah asking anyone here about berkey status is he in practice yet <laughs> no he's not practicing yet he was not on on the ice this morning still waiting on that yeah um daniel saying rj you need to bring your goalie mask and glove to the next practice just for the laughs I, I've been thinking about doing that, bringing something to like if they practice tomorrow, just like bringing a mask or something to to protect myself and, and see if uh, and get Canner's attention on that. Yeah, this one's really cool. So I had like kind of, you know me, RJ, I go off on little tangents all the time. I can't help myself. And tonight that was on the 72 Summit series. Okay, and I've already committed. I've got to make a YouTube video for the channel during the off season explaining it to everybody because it's just such a phenomenal thing. And I got this really cool comment here from Daryl. One of my treasured possessions is a program that my late uncle gave me from that 72 series. There's also a great documentary on that series if you get a chance. Yes, I know the documentary you're talking about. It's a fantastic documentary. I don't remember the name of it. I'll look it up and then I'll put it out on the Discord. 
Um, but yeah, everybody should should give it a watch. It's really, really awesome. And that sounds so cool, Daryl, to have something like that from that series. Like that's got to be really, really fun to to flip through. And that that is definitely a treasured possession. Really, oh, really yeah. nice to hear that. Um, let's see. Stratic, hopefully the whole Comtois situation angers the hockey gods and helps keep Bedard out of the division. I mean, the Ducks were doing their best going into this game to try to stay away from Bedard for some reason. <laughs> I know it, it feels like a lot of teams at the bottom of the standings are doing that right now. Um, but I mean, I did have that thought a couple times as we watched Trevor Zegras make an amazing play. Uh, you know, as we, as we saw McTavish there too, just adding Connor Bedard to that team, if they can get it all together, it's going to be scary. Let, let's not have that happen. No, I really don't want that to happen. Yeah. San Jose kind of seems like the only team right now of those like bottom five teams that seems to understand that losing is still the optimal like situation here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Arizona, especially. They're just like, yeah, no, we want to be like a 750 hockey club right now. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, Sarah, Groovy Horse Boy confirmed. Yes, indeed. I think confirmed. Awesome. Absolutely confirmed. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Let's see. Uh, Noah, kind of old school to see Dunner just bleeding in the penalty box. Can he not get treatment while he's in the box? It's true. I mean, I guess you could get little stuff. Like, you're not going to get stitched up in the box. But, like, generally, no, they'll not. give you a towel. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. They'll give you a towel. You can't really get treatment in the box. And that's why we wanted to clarify, too, with Haxall afterwards. You know, was he getting treatment? Was that a thing? And, and Haxall just said that was a call from up top. So I, I, I don't think he needed – maybe I don't – I'm not an expert on this stuff. I don't think he needed stitches, but you know, we'll see. It didn't look like based on like, like seeing his face that it would require stitches, but I just be like, yeah, I don't, I think uh, after how fired up he was going into that box, I don't think the, the people in there were going to like get involved with him at all. Like even yeah. if it was just to offer him some, some, some bio steel, I don't think they were, they were going there. <laughs> I almost said Gatorade, but I, I, I did it. Uh, Lindsay, to Dylan's point about Seattle getting behind our sports, they had the Seawolves rugby team in CPA for a T-shirt toss and got a huge cheer. I am just saying, RJ, there is only one city on the face of this planet that I know the name of their ultimate Frisbee team, and that is Seattle. Okay, and if that doesn't tell you Seattle is like the ultimate sports town, nothing else will. It's true. And it was cool to see the Seawolves there, too. They're actually like right beneath me in the press bridge and they were throwing T-shirts to fans. And man, watching rugby players throw T-shirts. I mean, they were all trying to chuck them as far as they possibly could. It was fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, Lindsay also just throwing in there. The cheer started before the T-shirt toss was revealed too. Like, like they were just they were cheering for them. And then there were shirts involved. I like that uh, DJ Singleton, are all the Seattle sports teams good right now? Well, I, I haven't kept up with the Cascades, the ultimate Frisbee team. So I, I can't say definitively all of them are. But yeah, for the for the most part, I mean, they all kind of yeah. are. The Sea Dragons seem to be turning it around. You know, Josh Gordon yeah. working his magic like it's 2012. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Edward, that's right, national TV audience. We're more than just our chicken parm. That's right. That's we right. Can, we can also yell at the refs. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Yeah. Um, there was no chicken parm on the broadcast today, was there? No, not even a mention of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, this was by far and away the best ESPN broadcast we've had. Okay, that makes sense. There must not have been because I saw Bucci go get some pizza at intermission, so he wouldn't have done that if they had chicken parm. That's my kind of chicken parm. Just pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Cameron, born in 2002, first time seeing both my baseball team and hockey team make playoff runs, plus what the Hawks did. This has been a, such a surreal year. It really has been. Like everybody in the, you know who roots for Seattle-based teams, super fortunate right now. Like everybody, enjoy it. Take it in. Be be present in the moment. That would be the best like I can offer. <laughs> and to see in the spring too. This is something that that Everett Fitzhugh pointed out to me. Uh, you know, before the last road trip, where he was saying this is the first spring playoff run that a Seattle team has had since like 2005 with the Sonics. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah, that is, that is definitely true. Uh, Scott with just the Matty for Calder. This was another definitive night, able to put some space between himself and um, McTavish for that rookie points race. I, I mentioned it earlier, do this on an ESPN stream. Like that's super solid for you as well. Helps you out. I think, I think Matty's really on his way there um kyle do you get a four minute minor for a high uh, a high hit hit leading to a concussion so that's a very good question kyle no you don't unfortunately but i think that that's something like it's hard to determine the concussion on the spot I think maybe the nhl could put in some sort of rule that if if the player ends up well, i guess it would be hard because it could be subjective as whether or not it was your fault and i was going to say if a player gets knocked unconscious you can then make that like more aggressive than just a, a regular penalty. Yeah, it is kind of odd that you have the only real double minor scenario coming from a stick coming up and hitting someone, given that it's, you know, yeah, it can have some bad effects, but it's not always the most dangerous thing that can happen. Yeah. So um, it'd be tough to adjust it, though, because anything that, that leads to more, you know, subjectivity from the refs, it, you always get some ugly situations with that. Yeah, it would be rough. And I guess, look, the bottom line is that that's why there are misconducts and get, and match penalties and all that other stuff. Those tend to just come into play, in which case it's a heck of a lot more than four minutes. You're getting a five-minute major. Uh, that's a five-minute power play in which you can score as many goals as you want. That's a full five minutes of you having that man advantage. So it ends up being even more valuable than, than say, like a double minor situation. Uh, Daniel, really need to enjoy this time. It won't ever be more fun than this until we win the cup. Next year will be way more stressful due to expectations. Can't argue with you, Daniel. <laughs> That's true. This season, it's all found money. Just enjoy that. Enjoy the stress-free atmosphere. Yep. Uh, scrolling past uh, Leanne's awesome super chat here one more time. Jen, okay, so we got some uh, McCann uh, shirt idea from Jen. Rosie the Riveter style, yes, we McCann. I yeah, like that, that, that's Jen. a popular one. Jen coming through clutch again, as always. Um, Kyle with a Jared McCannon. I like that. Jared McCannon firing pucks out his cannon off a pirate ship. Ooh, that's good. That is good. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Cameron saying, so it was Jared or, or uh, Ellie who, t who tried to hit you all with the puck at practice this morning. Jared said it was Tolby. Um yeah, they love. were both pointing at each other, saying it was the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that it's some more love for the idea of McCann on a pirate ship, so we might have to, might have to consider Speaking doing of those like two, McCann and Tolvin, can I, can I go yeah, to story time definitely. real quick here? Definitely. So, um, and I, I did tweet this already, but I want to mention it here on postgame. It was kind of incredible. So uh, at the end of morning skate, after stretch, and we're all kind of walking down to go toward the locker room, I'm, I'm talking with Nick Olchek and he kind of pulls his eyes like, you know, hey, RJ, you know, he was he was thinking about the McCann shot that it was McCann, by the way, that almost hit us. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? He's feeling it from that spot. Canner's going to score a goal from that spot. 
tonight. He's going to score in the game. So, you know, watch out for that. I'm predicting it. And then we keep walking down and we see Tolvanen just taking one-timers, just practicing those one-timers from that spot. And Nick says, oh, also, Tolvi's going to score from that spot on the power play, one-timer just like that. And so I had that in my head all night. And then, of course, McCann scores early on from his spot. And, and so I text Nick, I'm like, hey, you know, McCann goal, Tolvi next? He's like, absolutely. And then... So when the Tolvanen goal happened, I was just, I was kind of freaking out. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> so the guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, if, if we didn't know that before, we sure know that now. That is, that is a heck of a performance from Nick Oldman. I, I did yeah. ask him for tomorrow's lottery numbers, but he's uh, like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. Very solid. I, you know, I'd probably say the same thing. Then why would I tell you? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Harley Kraken, uh, Holy Kraken Twitter post Turbo speaks as quick as he skates. What was that, lol? So I guess I gotta go check out what the Kraken posted on Twitter. Do you know what what Harley's talking about? No, I don't. Is it the hat? Well, because I saw the I saw the hat was right next to his stall, so maybe it was the Davy Jones hat. It was okay. right in between uh, Tanev and Tolvanen, so that tells me something was going on in that area. But uh -huh. um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll do that. Uh, I'll definitely check into that. Um, uh, DJ Singleton Columbus remembered to tank halfway through the game tonight. Ab absolutely. And thankfully my fantasy team with all my penguins benefited from it. Um, Cameron, are you really asking our favorite red hot chili pepper song? <laughs> Is that what's going on here? I will think on that and I will get back to you. Cause that's, that's a big question to ask uh, here at the end of a stream. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see another good viewership night. Uh, please like the stream from Striatic. Thank you for, for looking out. Uh, Striatic really appreciate that. Everybody talking about, uh, all the, uh, all the cool, uh, Seattle based teams right now and how everybody's doing. Lindsay asking who leaked the script to Nick Olchek. I know, right? It's like he yes. has the script ahead of time. So maybe for the national games, he could get a hold of it. Yeah. Uh, Phil asking, I know Beneers will get nominated for the Calder. Any chance he gets a nod for the Lady Bing? I I doubt it just because looking at the way it usually goes, it's very rare for a rookie to get, mm -hmm. you know, large amounts of votes for the Lady Bing. It's one where you kind of have to be around and be in that conversation for a while. You know, rightly or wrongly, it seems like that's how it usually goes, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes, I would agree with you there. It's It's one of those, like, with all these trophy things, like they're like, okay, if you're a rookie, then the Calder is for you. Like you don't like then factor into basically any other trophy race. Cause you have your rookie trophy, like, like stick to your lane kind of thing. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's generally how that situation goes. I'm looking at the, like the last couple winners and, and what the voting situation was um, for the lady Bing. And yeah, they're all more established players. I will say that the lady Bing, um, is is one where it's not like say the Selkie where it's just going to go to to one of two people every year like the Lady Bing like they at least give it to different people every year so if Maddie you know kind of doesn't really you know have a shot this year uh, if he continues to play like this as I look at all the people who have gotten it um, I I think he will have a shot in the future because I see names like Kopitar Barkov McKinnon uh, these are a lot of like like centers that can play two way that can, you know, draw penalties, but they don't take them very much in the mold. Like Maddie Beniers, or I should say Maddie's in the mold of them. Uh, so I think I could see a lady being in his future, but I don't think this year is, is going to be realistic just because of the, the, the rules, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Uh, Cameron saying snow hayo has been stuck in my head all day. All right. Well, that explains it. Then yeah, I would probably ask that question too. Like I said, I'll get back to you, Cameron. Just not tonight. Um, let's see here at the end. Uh, Noah, I need Nico to help me with a few sports bets. Can you pass me his number? I know, right? I know. He does have, uh, I believe it's a, he, he uh, co-hosts a fantasy hockey podcast out there, everybody. So yeah, I know. I believe he does. So yeah. I mean, go, go check that out. I guess maybe I should be listening to that. Hey, this is last week of the regular season in, in uh, the amateur ECH uh fantasy hockey league so you know it's, it's a good time to be looking into some of that stuff i don't know why i just helped all my competition you didn't hear that everybody you didn't hear that at all um let's see tolvi got the hat tanev did the little selfie video thanks kraken fans things they've been doing after games so absurdly saints got us there thank gotcha. you very much uh and good for tolvi getting the hat yeah good for him no i mean it's again well well deserved for him um, okay, so it was in his stall, so that makes sense. They usually don't move it too much. It doesn't go very far. So I guess add that one to the Davy Jones hat graphic, too. Who was it? Was it Schwartz that gave it to him? Who had it? No, Schwartz. Didn't Schwartz have it before last game? Who got it right, last and game? And then he gave it to... Grew? I, yeah, was Grew it Grew? Oh, somebody help me out. I'm, I sure, I'm sure chat will tell us immediately. I know. I'm sure they'll be on it. I know we just did the whole thing in the, in the whatever in the. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking so many it. names. I kept like you know, I'm thinking of them that have already happened. So let us know. Uh, Schultz. Schultz. Thank that's you. right. So uh, Schultz to Tolvanen. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. So I think that's gonna do it uh, for us here, everybody. Thank you all for joining us on this one. Uh, Michael coming in with another uh, shirt idea, uh, like like name here. Yes, he McCann. So there we go. Got, got lots of good, lots of good ones here. Really, really excited for this now. Uh, they went to Jared from Phil coming in right <laughs> at the at the buzzer. That one's legit too. Oh man. Okay. So there's going to be lots of these RJ. We're going to have to come up with here. Um, all right. So we'll we'll get working on that uh, real real soon here. Otherwise, another great crack and win. Another two points in the standings. All that good positive stuff. Another couple apples for Maddie. Like like tonight was just basically all good things with the exception of the Vince Dunn situation. So um, yeah, thanks everybody for, for joining us for this one. We'll be back at it on Thursday after that game against Ottawa should be, in, should that should be a fun game RJ right now. Ottawa kind of playing to stay alive. It's going to yep. be an interesting one. Brady Kachuk, Jacob Chikrin, the guy we could have had. <laughs> I think the other game against Ottawa this season had 12 or 13 total goals. So I, I think it's going to be an exciting True. one. That is definitely true. So fun stuff to look forward to on Thursday. Thanks everybody for joining us one more time. Thanks to Queen Ed Beer Hall for sponsoring the post game live, and we will see you all next time.